6: When the kids turn unholy, Harrelson's Own keeps my patience divine. Life can be chaotic, but Harrelson's Own CBD helps keep you calm through any storm. We make every bottle of Harrelson's Own from 100% organic CBD, hand harvested right from the farm. Our nano emulsified technology makes it so your body absorbs it immediately. So you start to feel it in seconds, not 60 minutes. It's actually one of the fastest acting CBDs on the market today some people take it for general well-being. For me, it just makes everything about my day a little better. It helps me relax. It helps me be there with my kids. Give your life a boost. So to sum it all up, you're going to feel the benefits quickly, love the way it feels, pay a fair price, and you're going to thank us for it. Give Harrelson Zone a try from our family to yours. Go to harrelsoncbd.com to order yours now. harrelsoncbd.com this episode
7: is brought to you by Square. What if your business could sell anywhere, at any time, and open to more customers, all by making one simple choice? Square has everything a business needs to open online, on social media, in-store, and on whatever new sales channels might come next, with powerful commerce tools that set up in minutes. Go to square.com commerce to learn what's possible. So if your business is open to new opportunities, Square can help you open everywhere they are. Go to square.com slash commerce to learn what's possible.
3: The more we learn about COVID-19, the more questions we have. The biggest question now, what's next? What will COVID bring in six months, a year? If you're feeling anxious about the future, you're not alone. CalHOPE offers free COVID-19 emotional support. Call 833-317-4673. Or live chat at calhope.org today. Kaboom!
2: If you thought four
4: hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough, think again. He's the last remnants of the old republic, a sole bastion of fairness. He treats crackheads in the ghetto gutter the same as the rich pill poppers in the penthouse. Wow. The clearinghouse of hot takes, break free for something special. The 5th Hour with Ben Maller starts right now.
8: In the air, everywhere, eight days a week, four hours, five nights a week, not enough. It is the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday edition of the 5th Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G Radio. And- yeah. Uh, eventually they'll tell me they say hey Shut uh, up! but there, we're not at that point yet danny we're not at that point yet so the talk fiesta continues the talk fiesta continues and uh, i am excited about this we had a great weekend so far let's not f it up on sunday let's not ruin the weekend the last podcast of the weekend let's go out in style danny
4: i have No faith in us, but let's do it.
8: Yeah. I'm completely convinced that by the time we're done, this podcast is going to sound like this. Uh, That's what this podcast is going to sound like. And we're going to be wishing somebody would call up and say, but uh, anyway, all right, Uh, listen, enough of that. Let's get right to it. You know, I love the Sunday podcast, the mailbag podcast. So here we go. Now, thanks to our guy, Ohio Owl, for that. And right to the mailbag we go. These are actual questions by actual listeners like yourself that have sent these You've in. got mail. That's right. We have mail. We have lots and lots and lots of mail. We get so many letters. Some weeks more than others, Danny. Some weeks more than others. Uh, but the mailbag this week, we start out with Pierre from Springfield. He says, Ben, more of an observation and less of a question. Danny G brought the heat and not rocks. Uh, last Saturday as he jettisoned to the number one, number one greatest sidekick in the history of the fifth hour podcast. Pierre says he fits right in and has unquestionably erased the sour aftertaste that the listeners had from the previous trusty sidekick. Keep up the great work. So Pierre in Springfield a big fan of Danny G and uh, Danny. I got so many people. I've told you all weekend here, but so many people sent me messages. They could not get enough of your, the story, the way you told the story of your Queen Tinderoni there, and it was just what wonderful. Congratulations, Danny G! You're a winner. What did I win? What did I win? you won want a lifetime supply of nothing and an imaginary raise. Congratulations. <laughs> Pencil next. Damn
4: it. Did I at least get a Westinghouse flat screen TV? <laughs> yes. Yes. The a round trip to nowhere. We'll, we'll, Can you upgrade it to a view Yeah.
8: Yeah. Well, you know, the, your wishes may become reality. If you wish upon a star, Danny, if you wish upon a star, mm-hmm. uh, well, very kind of Pierre there in Springfield, Mass., uh, next up is radioactive Ryan. There's a rule: if I don't hit one of these dumb sound bites, people get upset. Well, why didn't you do that? I didn't get a soundbite. All right. Yeah.
0: All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call.
8: That is right. And so radioactive Ryan says, Hey, Ben and Danny, I love the podcast. You guys are a dynamic duo, reminiscent of Shaq and Kobe. Anybody on the Clippers is a, is a half of what Kobe Bryant is. Sorry, Ben, I'd say you were. Like Kawhi Leonard, or she says Kawani Leonard, and Paul George, but then you'd be injured or sick all the time. Ben, you mentioned you had a story about causing a car accident at a radio remote broadcast. Hopefully, it's similar to the one that Halle Berry caused when she wore a dress and the wind blew it up uh, over her head, and uh, she was going a Washington Commando. That's uh, five star shout out from Radioactive. Uh, Ryan. Uh, so I know you're taking a shot at uh, Kawhi and Paul George, but I mean, I could take a similar shot at the Shaq Kobe reference. Wrong. There's something going on there that we could bring up, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be classy. Um, as far as the story involving the radio remote, I will give you a brief version of the story. So this is actually kind of amusing. I've told it a little bit. I think from time to time it comes up. So this is how I understand the story at this time, how I remember the story. So years and years ago, I was doing local radio in LA and I did a lot of remotes. For several years, I went to every dive bar. Uh, Saturday morning, we had a uh, contract with Jiffy Lube. So we'd go to different Jiffy Lubes around Southern California at the Crack of Dawn. Cause they figured guys would go out and get their car serviced at Jiffy Lube on Saturday. So we had to do commercials for them. So we did commercials for them. We did it to tire stores, went to tire stores, went to uh, like Lowe's and home Depot, places like that. It was insane. Like every weekend we do a, we did a Friday. We had Monday, Friday and Saturday remotes, three remotes a week, Monday night football. We did a remote at a, a restaurant. Friday, we did a remote at a restaurant. And then Saturday morning, we did a show from like a tire store or something like that. But, but anyway, we had a deal with a day spa in the San Fernando Valley, not far away from where the Fox Sports Radio studios are right now. And the place had a name. It's out of business now, so I guess we can, we can say it. it. It had a name that would become toxic in American culture for many, many years. The name of the day spa, was, it was called Isis Me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Racist.
8: Now, mind you, this was before <laughs> Isis became a thing, but it was called Isis Me. and It was a day spa, and I went out there, and I, I, I was doing some, some stickola, trying to get people to come down. So we had set up a broadcast table kind of in the back near the parking lot, and we were doing this, some broadcasting stuff. And nobody showed up, right? And nobody showed up. So I, I, I was really uncomfortable because you know I was like they, they, they paid a lot of money for me to be there, and I was like, it was very, very. So what we did is, me and the sales guy, uh, we we went out to the front of the, the establishment on Ventura Boulevard, legendary Ventura Boulevard, on the corner of Ventura. I forget what the cross street was, but we it was a big you know intersection and so we set up the table with the the megaphone on on the side and so then i started doing like improv i started doing like you know stand-up comedy as the cars were going by i was doing shtick talking to the people in the cars when they were stopped at the red lights and i was getting some laughs and people were kind of into it you know and a few people started to kind of come over and see what we're all about they were staring it's kind of like as you know when you do a remote danny it's like you're at the zoo and you're in the cage and everyone's looking at you and some people are picking their nose a lot of people are not in those days looking at their phone as much, but they, you know, because the phone technology
4: was different. But anyway, so some people it. come up and have a conversation with you while you're alive on the air talking.
8: Yes, yes, that's always, that guy's always my favorite. They don't realize that. Anyway, so I'm doing my shtick, and, you know, people are starting to, to respond to it, and we had a, we had a decent turnout, and then I, I kept doing it, and this guy, was I remember he stopped at a red light, and he was looking at me, it turned his head to me, and I was doing some you know like crappy stand up I'm not even a comedian, but I was doing some stand and the guy was so distracted by what I was saying he leaned into the intersection he got in he got in an accident, oh shit, yeah, right in front of the the, the, the fucking place <laughs> so, so, so me and uh and Bob Scott, the sales guy, we immediately uh, we, we pulled up the card table. We took the megaphone away and we got the f- out of there. We took off, man. We, we skedaddled out of that place, man. But uh, that was my uh, that was my tale from the massage parlor back in the day. So
4: now the, the guy hopefully didn't know who you were. Right. Because he could have told the police like got a murder. Well, well, how, am I, how I? Distracted me.
8: Oh, wait a minute. I was, how am I responsible though? I don't know. I, they never contacted me. So I think the statue of limitations on that's run out. So I think we're good now. I, I, don't, I don't think I have to worry. I can come out of hiding now. I can, I can go out and about and all that stuff. All right.
6: I got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. All
8: right. Next message comes from Neil is a listener in Jasper, Indiana. Beautiful Jasper, Indiana. You ever been to Jasper, Indiana?
4: No, I would love to visit Indiana, though. I have been to Indiana. I've been to
8: Indianapolis. I've not been. I don't think I've been to Jasper. Let me let me look up some fun facts about Jasper. All right. You want to look up fun facts about Jasper? uh, It is a city in Du Bois County, Indiana.
4: Probably said that wrong.
8: Exactly. 100% butchered it. Guaranteed Uh, on the Patoka River. Probably butchered that, too. Yep. A population of 16,703 as of the last census. It is the 48th largest, according to the internet, 48th largest city in Indiana.
4: That's a nice size Christmas parade with you playing Santa on top of the float. (laughs) Yeah.
8: And uh, let's see here. Let's see. Anybody famous? You think anyone famous came out of Jasper?
4: Yes. Notable people. Got to be at least one MLB player. Let me look here.
8: I uh, do not see baseball. I do see a NBA player, though, uh, back in the Stone Age, Paul Hoffman. Yay. Who played in the NBA in the 19th. Oops. Paul Hoffman. Never heard of him. He's a rookie of the year. Yeah, Paul Hoffman. He's been dead for 24 yeah. years, but he was a rookie he of the year. voted
4: for him, our great-grandfather.
8: Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, he went to Purdue. He was selected by the Toronto Huskies. Oh, man. yeah. How about that? Yeah. Played for the Washington, the, the Baltimore Bullets. Ruff, ruff, ruff.
4: Toronto Huskies.
8: They played the first NBA game against the Knicks. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, played for the Knicks, played for the Philadelphia Warriors. Uh, you know, boy, times have changed. The Toronto Huskies, long gone. Baltimore Bullets, now the Washington Wizards. The New York Knicks are still around. The Philadelphia Warriors. Of course, the, the Golden State Warriors from Jasper. Uh, anybody else? I'm looking here. Oh, oh, you know what? I stand corrected. I stand corrected. There's a very famous baseball player who, who knew we it? both know that did go did live in Jasper. connected to Jasper, Indiana. Hmm. Played for the Phillies, the Cardinals, the Toronto Blue Jays, the Cincinnati Reds. In oh. fact, retired ten years ago. Did he have a perm? Uh, no, Bell. George Bell. Uh, I, I love George. <laughs> Scott Rowland. Remember Scott Rowland? Oh yeah. Yeah. Scott Rowland born in Evansville, Indiana, but he attended Jasper high school in Jasper,
4: Indiana. Home of Scott Rowland. Do you think it's Scott Rowland baseball field there?
8: Gotta be something. Don't you think he was, he was Mr. Indiana baseball or Indiana, Mr. Baseball. And last we heard, Scott Rowland was the director of player development at Indiana University. So you always wonder what happens to these cats when they leave sports. Like, what do they do? They don't go, they don't go far. But wait, there's more. This Jasper is a hotbed. A <laughs> hotbed? Uh, Matt Mock, remember him, the quarterback from LSU, won the national championship in the early 2000s? Yes. He played briefly in the NFL, but he was a good college player like a seventh-round pick in the NFL, had a cup of coffee in the pros. I even played a couple of the games, but he's from Trump Jasper. Wow. Oh, my. Oh, oh, my God. Fun fact. We're full of fun facts here on Jasper. Who knew that our friend Neil would inspire
4: hot talk about Jasper, Indiana? Thanks to you, I don't want to go to Indiana anymore. <laughs>
8: Uh, Neil says, what are your five favorite fast food burgers at this moment? So I don't eat too much fast food. I don't eat a lot anyway. I'll go first, Danny. But I've got in and out although the burger could be bigger. Delicious burger but could be bigger. Uh, five guys. I like five guys. Laugh out loud. Enjoy five guys. I, I need them to bring the peanuts back. I'm not some kind of nut liquor here. Last time I went to Five Guys, they didn't have the peanuts. I didn't like that. The free complimentary peanuts. Uh, and then the, the other ones I would put on that list, uh, like Tommy's triple double chili cheeseburger I used to get back in the, I think it was triple. Whoa. I uh, love that with the chili fries on the side. That's a, that's a cheese, chili cheese, uh, burger place in LA. Uh, have you ever been to steak and shake? There used to be one in Burbank. Yeah. I, I don't think it's open anymore. I, somebody told me it closed. I don't know if that's true or not. Huh. They, they have a really good They a, This is like garlic double steak burger thing. That's really good. Oh yeah. That was really good. Yeah, I don't think they're around uh, in that location anymore, but I've only got four. I don't have – I mean, I could throw Carl's Jr. in there or something like that, but what are your five
4: Danny go-to fast food burgers? Anything from Arby's on there? Uh, no. No. <laughs> what, what? I'll go in reverse order. Number five. All right, number five. Number five. Jack in the box. In they the box. box. They have a buttery melt burger. They infuse butter into the burger. Wow. It's a little messy, but it is wonderful.
8: How do they infuse butter into the burger? Do they just put a slab of butter on top of the burger while they're cooking I think they it? cut
4: a hole into the burger and then fill it with melted butter. <sighs> Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> butter and meat together? Sign me up for Super that. Healthy. Super healthy. Yeah. Number four. Number four. Another very healthy selection from Carl's Jr., the famous Western Bacon Cheeseburger. Ah,
8: yes. The Western Bacon Cheeseburger, a staple. Oh. Of Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's, depending on where you're at, right? Some of you haven't either.
4: Number three. Number three. A double double at In and Out. Yeah, double double. In and Out. In and and Out. out. That's what a hamburger is all about. And if you uh, try to avoid hamburgers like my Tinderoni, you could get a lettuce wrap version of the double double. She doesn't like the bread? Uh, I try to stay away from the bread. You can go up to the
8: four by four. I think they won't go any higher than that anymore. used to be able to get like an eight by eight, but Mm -hmm. I think they cut it off at four by four.
4: Yeah. And get the fries animal style.
8: That's a veteran in and out move. Veteran
4: move. Number two. Number number two. two. Definitely five guys. Yeah. So the softness of the bread, the juiciness of the burger, the pickles, the combination of all that together, it is like you are at one of the best barbecue weekends of your life and your friend just grilled up a masterpiece.
8: Yeah, I agree with you and I wanted to hate five guys cuz it's the east coast in and out and I wanted to hate it and then I said I can't hate it. I had it and I'm like this is good. I'm in, I'm sold.
4: I like it. Screw COVID, they got to bring the peanuts back.
8: 100%, 100%. Number
4: 1. Number 1. Get a small, child-size even, frosty chocolate. Dip your French fries in it. Great appetizer leading up to a Wendy's Baconator.
8: Wow, Wendy's. Who saw that? That is a huge upset, Danny. Nobody had Wendy's at number one. Oh, yes. Nobody. Out of the box. You're painting outside the
4: lines. I'm going to say this. My very first part-time job in radio I got my very first paycheck. I went to Wendy's like a baller. Little taste. Catch Wendy's on the right day at the right time. And they cooked the Baconator up to a hot perfection. Woo! I will go Dave's single on a day where I want that lettuce in there for some freshness. And the Baconator when I'm craving some Applewood.
8: Now, do they still have the square patties? Does it have the square patties? That's, that's their trademark with the burger. Yeah, that is They're their
4: wondering. trademark. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two square patties in there, crispy bacon, that amazing melted cheese, ketchup, mayo. And I'm also going to make this number one. I think that's a good choice because it's available to everybody who could pretty much hear this podcast. Wow. I got to say, I've had it good and bad there at Wendy's. There's been Wendy's where I go and it's like eh, a little underwhelming. And then times where I had it and I was like, oh, you know, (laughs) there is is an angel above your head while you're eating it.
8: The greatest Wendy's meal I ever had, I was driving to spring training in Arizona and I stopped right across the California border. I forget what town it is in Arizona, but it starts with a W. I remember it started with a W. This big truck stop, massive truck stop, but there was a Wendy's there. And I love Wendy's. Oh man. (laughs) It was I was just the right combination of being hungry, yeah, and
4: they cooked it perfectly. See, that's what I'm saying. That's my only complaint about Wendy's is they're a little hit and miss.
8: Yeah, no, I agree. Now, not making the list. That's a very interesting list there. That we do list radio or podcasting, but no, White Castle did not make the no. list. No White Castle. Those like
4: onions, the, they're stink. They, yeah, no. Yeah,
8: White Castle, and I've eaten there You know, late night, uh, having a good time, whatever. But that stuff, the taste of that, you, when you go to the bathroom a couple of days later, you, it smells like White Castle. very powerful. <laughs>
4: yes. It's very powerful. I feel like White Castle is hangover food. Yeah,
3: yeah. You know, it's
4: it's late night college. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy's is the same thing. We would go there after the club and club. It, yeah. it was yeah it was the food to try to soak up the alcohol
8: well i would go there just to get fat i would go there after the show at three in the morning <laughs> on a saturday you know friday and saturday and i'd sit in the parking lot i'd go through the drive-thru i'd order like a triple chili cheeseburger <laughs> The big fries, I'd get a big drink, and then I'd sit in the parking lot and eat and watch all the people coming from the Hollywood clubs stumbling down from the Sunset Strip, stumbling and bumbling, and I'd say, boy, those people, are, they have a life. I'm just coming back from the radio station. I got nothing going on. It was a great show, though. People watching, it was amazing. And fortunately, my mom was always worried I was going to get shot. I didn't get shot sitting in the parking lot at the Hollywood Tommy's. so I survived. Everything was fine. I saw some really... Um, See, uh, I don't know. What has a way to phrase it. I saw stuff that probably was illegal that took place in the parking lots there, but it didn't involve me.
7: I'm bouncing. I lived in Compton.
8: There's that. All right. Uh, let's keep it going. It is the mail bag. Mail, 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 <laughs> mail. Mail, motherfucker. That's right. Calm down. All right. Uh, next one is from Jennifer, our friend Jennifer. The lovely Jennifer in Richmond, Virginia. And she says, hi, Mighty Ben and cheese stick, drumstick, Danny G. She says, I believe uh, we're all about the same age. So did either of you go to your 20th high school uh, reunion? Uh, She says, I did not, uh, Jennifer says. But traveling from Richmond, Virginia to Chattanooga, Tennessee, uh, wasn't the reason. I love the fact, Jennifer, you're from Chattanooga. The Chattanooga choo-choo. Choo-choo. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she says, uh, high school was simply not a fond era for me. I sure didn't want to voluntarily walk back in there, even though I'm not the shy girl I once was. I occasionally have nightmares from those school days. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Jennifer. I, I've i had people reach out. You know, it's a weird thing, because I'm not famous by any means, but there's some people, you know how this goes, Danny, when they find out you work in radio, People that are from your past will come back into your life and send you messages. And I've kind of been a douche to some of these people. Cause I've said, listen, I don't, I hated high school. I could not stand high school. I couldn't wait to get out of it. I changed. I went to a couple of different high schools and part of it was cause I hated high school. People were assholes to me. And, uh, and so I, it was just, a, it was a nightmare. You know, now looking back, there's some people that are very good friends. I have a couple of buddies, my gambling buddy, Hunter, who I went to Vegas with. We were high school football teammates, and there's a couple other people I went to high school with. But the vast majority, I want nothing to do with. And uh, I, I don't know how their lives turned out. I assume some of them are successful, some of them are happy, some of them aren't. I mean, that's just how life is. But, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, what's what would the point of that be to go back? Just like do a a flex and say, "Look at me now." I don't need to do that. Who cares? Doesn't matter. We're nobodies,
4: right? We, you know, here. You, I don't know. You, Danny, I- did you go? I missed my 10 in recent years. I did make my 20, yeah, but right. I actually, I was behind the turntables. I played the music for the night. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. Well, you were probably more popular than, you know,
8: I, I was not the popular. I was not. I was the fat guy.
4: I was-, I was the radio station kid. So I was the one that gave all their dedications and shout outs and requests to. We did afternoon radio there. KBDG 90.9 FM. I went on So they're like, can you play the music for the reunion? Problem was, they scheduled it during the summer, during a heat wave. Ben, my hard drive melted. Um, well, yeah,
8: I remember you You said that your equipment got all destroyed.
4: huh? All destroyed. I had one of my control records on my turntable warped. Uh-huh. I mean, I had the hardest time DJing that gig because half my equipment got screwed up from the 113 degree heat.
8: Yeah, that's no joke, man.
4: not a good memory. I I made it work. I had music playing the whole night, but it's not not one of those gigs I look back fondly on because of all the uh, hurdles I had to overcome. Did they at
8: least treat you well? Did you get a round of applause? You know, good job, DJ, any of that.
4: Yeah, the fun part of the night, they did some giveaways. They had trivia from the high school, and I hosted it on the microphone and got some laughs and stuff. So that part of the night was fun the rest of the time trying to find music that wasn't on my hard drive and that I could play from the nineties. That was difficult because I was down to some CDs that I had burned as a backup. Thank God I had made those.
8: Yeah. I, my, my 20th uh, high school a- anniversary, which is actually is it's, it's coming up here, but my, my thing is like, Everyone kind of, as I remember it, people were very rude to me. They kind of goofed on me. You know, I was the fat guy, and all that's what people are assholes in high school. The women wouldn't get near me, uh, you know. So I'm like, "What am I, what, you know, what am I doing there?" You know, I was, I was a dog in those days, and so anyway. Uh, next, little time. did they know you would turn out to be a Don Juan. Bring back the white women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's it's funny because I, I I was so quiet, and you know, I'm an introvert by nature. That I run into people like what? Like what are you doing in radio? You never talked. You know that kind of that kind of thing. so that 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 deal. Right.
6: When the kids turn unholy, Harrelson's Own keeps my patience divine. Life can be chaotic, but Harrelson's Own CBD helps keep you calm through any storm. We make every bottle of Harrelson's Own from 100% organic CBD, hand harvested right from the farm our nano emulsified technology makes it so your body absorbs it immediately so you start to feel it in seconds not 60 minutes it's actually one of the fastest acting cbds on the market today some people take it for general well-being for me it just makes everything about my day a little better it helps me relax it helps me be there with my kids give your life a boost so to sum it all up You're going to feel the benefits quickly, love the way it feels, pay a fair price, and you're going to thank us for it. Give Harrelson's Own a try, from our family to yours. Go to harrelsoncbd.com to order yours now. harrelsoncbd.com
7: This episode is brought to you by Square. What if your business could sell anywhere, at any time, and open to more customers, all by making one simple choice? Running your business with Square means being able to sell just as easily whether it's in person, online, or on social media. Your business will also be ready for whatever new sales channels might open next. Go to square.com commerce to learn what's possible. Square helps you reach customers everywhere they are, and you can get paid any way you choose. With one convenient place to manage everything, Square lets you add more revenue streams without adding any more work to your day. Go to square.com commerce to learn what's possible. Want to sell more on social? Easy. Want to set up a website that integrates with all your other sales channels? Easy. If your business is open to new customers and new opportunities, Square can help you open everywhere they are. Go to square.com commerce to learn what's possible for your business. Hey, it's Ben Maller. This segment is sponsored by Novo Nordisk. I struggled with obesity for a long
8: time, but the truth is obesity is a disease, and we shouldn't be blaming people. It's not just about willpower. It's also about physiology. And what we need to be doing is supporting people and educating ourselves on the science behind weight loss. Listen, after we lose weight, the body tries to regain the weight because metabolism slows down. The appetite hormones signal you to eat more. I encourage you to discover the science behind weight loss and work with a healthcare provider to create a weight management plan that works for you. I also encourage you to learn more about the science behind weight loss by visiting truthaboutweight.com that's truth about dot you've got mail All right, what is next year let's see tammy in montana writes and says ben when you dress up as santa claus and danny g when you work as a teacher that uh, generation will have humor respect and good work ethic and great sports intellect instilled in them well thank you thank you tammy she says thank god hideous helen Doesn't influence young children. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, the, The battle royale continues. Tammy says, thank God hideous Helen does not influence young children. It would be a generation of jealous, pathetic, braggadocious, unimportant stalkers. Please remind Karen, I mean Helen, to drink her prune juice. Maybe if she isn't constipated, Stu might get a little. Wow. Uh, although I'm pretty sure Stu is the name of her dildo. Wow, wow, wow! Uh, there isn't uh, any. Uh, there isn't enough medication for a man to take to live with that. Uh, she says, Tammy, my question: If the Raiders and Rams were to cease to exist. Uh, who would you pick for your NFL team? Uh, that is from Tammy. I feel like you just threw that in at the end, Tammy. That you didn't really want that. You just wanted to rip Helen. I think that was your mission on this. I don't think you really had some feeling behind that question. So, as as I've done in the past, uh, I would just rotate teams every year. I did that for years on the radio. So I'd go back to that. When the Rams left L.A. I no longer was a Ram fan when they were in St. Louis. And so I just picked a different team. I would listeners vote every year. That would be the only thing. But, Danny, you have the Raiders on your butt. You're a Raider till the day you die,
4: Danny. And so what would you do? Yeah, I have a Raider sword tattooed on the back of my arm. But the, the handle of the sword is the Dodger logo, the D. So yeah. uh, it's a nod to the Dodgers and the Raiders. Um, you know, I guess because of Randall Cunningham, I would go Minnesota Vikings. Oh, okay. So I think Randall Cunningham, Philadelphia Eagles, but you would go Minnesota Vikings. Okay. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, I, I something about the Unis and the time he spent there, the wide receivers they had. I guess I would lean that way. Just being a fan of football as a little kid.
8: I yeah, I'm trying to think like I I used to love the Pat Patriot logo when I was a kid. I always thought that was like guy cool squatting logo. on the football. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought I was like, awesome. I, and, and then I was going through my old stuff and my parents passed away and I saw they, they kept the jacket and I ought to take a picture of it. Cause that's the reason I love that logo. Like, I wore that when I was a little kid, my parents weren't my, you know, they weren't really, my mom was a sports fan. My dad was not a huge sports fan, but I think they just bought that cause it was cheap, <laughs> and uh, but I loved it. I I was like, that's the coolest logo. And even now, I, I when I see the Patriots, every once in a while they'll wear that old uniform. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. They're gonna bring those old helmets back in a couple years. So that's pretty cool. All right. Uh next up, who do we have here? Oh, Helen and speak of the devil, and the devil shall appear. I right, I like these two. They're 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 out there. Helen and Stu from Palmetto Bay, Florida. Email says Ben and uh, Danny G. Ben and Danny G. All right. G. Come I, back. All right. That's it. What's time for mail call? I, stop. All right. Uh, Ben and Danny G. So glad you boys are reunited again. It feels and sounds so good. Shout out peaches and Herb. Uh, speaking of shout outs, a shout out to Naomi Osaka. Stop crying. You emotionally weak bitch. Uh, it, it writes, uh, you're 24 years old. You made over $20 million in tournament money and have a net worth of 45 million. Uh, Tape two fuzzy yellow tennis balls together, adapt it to your support animal, and grow a pair, sister, if just for Women's History Month. Uh, Wow. Ellen, bringing the flamethrower yet again. Uh, Ben, speaking of balls, nice nut talk this week. (laughs) A question for you and Danny. Have you ever been hit in the balls so hard it left you in the fetal position or worse, gory details are? Encourage. Absolutely. This has happened to every, every man. Uh, There is no man that escapes this at some point. Uh, I recall in baseball, there were a couple of instances where I slid and uh, it, it kind of, I I hit the sweet spot (laughs) and uh, I was feeling it. Couldn't get up. Had to lay down for a while. Uh, I did get hit in the, uh, that region uh, with, with a playing catch, the football. And uh, also it's, it, I would, I would compare it. Uh, I'm trying to think what's the problem. The analogy would be like, you know, when you eat ice cream too fast and you think your your brains you're dying because your brain you got brain freeze. Yeah. <laughs> this is nuts freeze. Yeah. But you think you're never going to be, sta- be able to stand up straight again. You're always going to be in the fetal position. You'll, you're never, your nuts are never going to feel right again. That's what that's like to me. Uh, but, but Danny, what, when, when did it happen? I'm sure it happened multiple times. Probably. Did Anything stand out there?
4: Yeah, two come to mind quickly. When I was a kid, I guess I was a teenager because my little sister was the kid. Shouts out, Ariel. She did a karate kick. She did a Cobra Kai on my balls. we uh, yeah. Left me just, you know, screaming for air. And I thought that I was never going to grow up to have children. <laughs> and then... As an adult in the early 2000s, I got in a uh, – it wasn't a bar. It was a club. But I got in a fight outside the club defending a girl's honor. Yeah. And it was multiple guys. And there were fists flying everywhere. One of those fists hit me in the nuts. Oh, no. Oh, man. that. that <sighs> – to, to grin and bear it. Grin and bear it. Yeah, grin and bear it. Okay. To grin and bear something like that during a fight, it's one of the hardest things. You see boxers where they get hit like that during a a match, right? And they need timeout. But if you're in a street brawl, you don't get timeout. No. Oh, that was bad. I stood in a shower for (laughs) a good half hour after that fight. And uh, the rest of my body was fine. I had some bumps and bruises, but the balls was where I, you know...
8: And you recommend, like, if you get access to a bathtub or a spa or something like that to go soak everything, and the the water helps everything feel better. But, man, oh, man. When, when you get hit that hard, I mean, that bad
4: feeling down that there. That blunt force, that you could oh, – people dude, can man. die from being hit in the nuts. Yeah, a week later, a week later, I still couldn't sit down the right way. Thank God that fist didn't hit me in the face. I didn't have any injuries to my face. I probably would have preferred that, though, over the nuts.
8: Yeah, for sure. All right, let's keep it going. Here it is, the always popular.
6: I got mail. Yay! I got mail. Yay!
8: Mail well, back. Mike from Fullerton writes and He says, hey, uh, great car talk last week. My dream car is a Lamborghini Diablo, which is definitely more similar to Danny G's Ferrari than Ben, who went with the grandparents' motorhome. That's <laughs> bullcrap, Mike. That's a freaking <laughs> lie, you dope. Listen. Let me explain right now. I picked the uh, the Lincoln Town Car because when I was I was on a road trip for work and they rented us a Lincoln Town Car and it was the most comfortable seat I had ever sat in. It was a luxury automobile. I had not been in a luxury automobile at that point, and it drove great, and I, it, I, I had fond memories of that. The idea that I could drive and sit on a sofa while I was driving that's that's attractive to me i i believe i could become a professional driver not with the price of gas right now thanks to uh, uh well maybe our president or whatnot but uh, i mean i'm just i'm just pointing out that i i think i could handle that come on man yeah
4: i think i could so. could you imagine filling up an rv with gasoline right now oh god no
8: i feel bad i feel so bad for the truck drivers that Listen, to the show and some of them are independent Trucker Joe told us a story about how much he spends every week. Because if you're an independent driver, you, you got to pay for your own gas.
6: God bless, really, the truck drivers. And
8: the thing that really fucking gets me going on this, okay, and, and, and makes me uh, want to uh, punch somebody is the fact that the price of oil going down does not have a direct correlation to the price of gas. But if the price of oil goes up a half a cent, they immediately raise the prices at every gas station. It's almost like they're f***ing with us. It's almost like they're fucking with our mind is what they're doing. And I, I have a conspiracy theory. You want to go full Illuminati here on the gas? Yeah. My yeah. conspiracy theory is that this is a get back because they lost a lot of money the oil companies in 2020 when people weren't driving, when the shutdown for for so many months took place and they mm-hmm. had they had too much gas they had excess gas they because they weren't using it so now they're using vladimir putin and the ukraine as a fall guy as a scapegoat to price gouge the
4: men women and
8: children around the world but you know, i live in america so
4: yeah, yeah about us. i'm buying that conspiracy i don't like it man
8: obviously i don't know anybody that likes it and I wouldn't mind it as much if it was fair. It's not. It's dirty pool is what it is, because I, I get it. If you're going to raise the, the barrel, the price per barrel of oil, then you raise the price of gas. But by that same token, if you lower the price per barrel of crude oil, you then have to lower the price of the gas. And they say, well, that's the price we paid for the gas, which is bullcrap, because I know uh, there's some some stations. For, I love Costco, for example, Costco gas. And they, they go through so much gas, they don't have a big, you know, pool of gas. They're, they have you know seven, eight trucks a day that go to my local Costco filling it up and stuff. So anyway, uh, Mike also says, a question, have you ever seen the movie Liar Liar? Uh, he says, uh, did you like it? I did see it. I saw it in theaters. I remember liking it. I have not seen it since then. I have not seen the movie Liar Liar since I was much younger. Baseball stuff. Yeah. Uh, But I I remember joining the movie. What about you, Danny? Did you you see? uh, You obviously did,
4: but. uh, I also saw it in the theater because at the time, Mr. Carey was one of the biggest comedian actors of our generation. Wasn't that the number one movie when it came out? I think it was. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, Yeah. I think you're right about that. And pretty much he had that long stretch where anything he touched turned to gold. So when he had a big movie come out like that, we all went to the theater to see it. And I've seen reruns of it on TV. Coop could thank me for some of those residual checks. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. 31 cents at a time for Coop. Yeah, right right in the bank, right there.
8: My producer, Justin Cooper, a, a piece of food that was laying around for 12 hours. We think it might've been nibbled on by a rat. Pay the man, pay the man. Well, hey, if you got 30-something cents every time a movie aired, you'd take that, right? Because that's no, going to air for forever and ever and ever. Yeah. And,
4: yeah. We should get residuals off our podcasts and our live radio shows at the network. I
8: completely agree. If we got half a cent, Danny, for every day, all I want is half a cent. I'll split it with you, half a cent, half a cent. <laughs> oh, how wonderful that would be. Fred in Spring, Texas writes in says hi. Uh, what do you think of daylight savings? Any strong feelings pro or con? Oh yeah, I saw this story this week. I don't think we brought mm-hmm. it up on the radio show, but I love this. Congress, right? right? Yeah, it, I think it was the Senate. It's got to it's got to get one more vote, and then, as I understand it, we're still going to have to change time in November. But next year, once we change time, go back to daylight savings time in in uh, March. That'll be it. That'll be, that'll be the only time.
4: March 15th, breaking news. Senate passes a bill to make daylight savings time permanent, meaning America will never have to change its clock again if it passes the House.
8: All right. So this is something we can... Very polarizing, Danny, as you know, politically. Uh, everyone is fighting with everyone. Uh, it's political bullshit. It is. But this is something we can all come together bipartisan support bipartisan support this is one issue every man woman and child team blue team red can say that's the way to do it congratulations yeah that is it right there make that happen and it's one of those things i wish my old man was around because i used to get in conversations about this kind of thing every year my dad would bitch about the time change and how he hated it and the whole thing and i always said I, I, it's someday dad It's someday it's gonna it's gonna change and Yeah. I feel like we're very close to that. It's it's so the the fact that they they originally supposedly did it for the farmers and the farming community is like, no, we don't need it. We don't need the, the time change to accommodate the farming industry. We're good.
4: And yet they still kept it every single year. It was a hot button topic for Clay Travis. He would rant and rant for a good week after it happened or before it happened. to be the next president on uh, a two platform deal that that would get changed to where it never changed again and that the day after the super bowl was a national holiday talk
8: yeah well, that's a good – That and I, would, would Tom Arnold be his vice president? Probably not after this week. Probably not. Would not be his probably vice president. Not. Yeah, probably not. Uh, uh, yeah, I fully – Will Kane would be his uh, vice president. That's right. Will Kane would be his, his running mate there. Uh, along, So I, I am pro – great question, Fred. I love the idea of just not having to worry about it. It's an archaic thing. They said they got to wait a year because it, there's so many things that are automatic in the – I think it was the airline industry, I, I think I, is what I read that they have to wait for all that to change. So they don't, they don't have planes you know falling out of the sky and all that. Uh, all right. What is next year? It's the, the mailbag, the extended dance remix. You've of the, got mail, of the mailbag. Anthony writes and says online books, such as DraftKings, FanDuel, fan duel, et cetera, barring advantage players for minimal winning streaks, profits. Uh, The CEO says uh, they don't want those players. They just want people betting for fun. Got to have an opinion on that. Let us hear it, Ben. Uh, Anthony, uh, I didn't see that. I'm not surprised by it. Uh, It's the same concept that the casino has. It's a dirty secret in the gambling world. If you're actually good at gambling, they don't want you gambling. Uh and uh, there's uh there's a guy, what's the guy's name? Billy Walker or Walter or something like that. What's the guy's name? he got went to jail for a little bit?
4: I know what you're talking about.
8: Yeah, the guy was friends with Phil Mickelson. Mickelson ratted him out. He went to jail, but he is the said to be the most successful sports gambler, but he's actually banned from the casinos. He's not allowed to bet. So, what this cat has to do is he has to hire people and get them to put the bets in for him as runners. Billy Walters. Yes, Billy Walters. Interesting guy. Can we get him on the podcast? I'd love to get him on the podcast at some point. That would be fun to get him on. But I I read a book about this, and it was fascinating to me. They they said, yeah, you know, the sports books, if you start winning, they'll cut down the max you can bet because they're not in the business of losing money. They – the sports book loves the guy that comes in there wearing a Tom Brady jersey and uh, and just puts down five grand on the, the Buccaneers because he's a Tom Brady fan. And that's what you do when you're a Tom Brady fan. And you just do it and you're happy and all that stuff. But if you come in there and you actually have knowledge and you actually win, uh, then it becomes problematic. Then they're like, "Well, wait a minute, you smart Alec here. What's going on?" And and so that's I'm not surprised, but I'm you know, I'm, I'm not I don't know, disappointed. Not I don't think that's the the emotion. But if you look at it, they want the dumb money. Uh, they're in the in a money making position, and the way gambling works, you can actually win money betting on sports, but you have to be disciplined. You have to have money management. It also helps if you have inside information. For example, the story this week, uh, mentioned it on the radio show. It's a great story about uh, the the books in Vegas. red flag went up. A couple people walked in, playing the speculation game, walked into the casinos, made massive bets on Tampa Bay to win the Super Bowl. Two days later, Tom Brady announces he's coming back, and now they're calling for an investigation. And
4: some Martha Stewart
8: Yeah. Some insider trading action. Like, like it makes sense. The timing on it makes sense that Brady likely knew long before the announcement that he was coming back and he let the Buccaneers know. So they didn't make a deal for a different quarterback, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And, and so somebody walked in there who had Intel, we assume, right. And somebody that, that knew he has a sharp, which the sports books hate the term sharp. And so made some made some bets, and now they're concerned because there's liability if Tampa wins the Super Bowl, and uh, they they want the square gambler. That's the gambler they want. Scared the square gambler that doesn't really know a lot and just bets on emotion and all that stuff. And. Oh, oh, oh. And we're live here outside the Perez family home just waiting for the... And there they go. Almost on time this morning. Mom is coming out the
4: front door strong with a double-arm kid carry. Looks like Dad has the bags. Daughter is bringing up the rear.
7: And connect with this. We reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
4: and Has there been any update about that football that was auctioned?
8: You know, I've not heard
4: uh, anything on that. I I
8: did hear the invoice didn't come out till Monday, and so Sunday... It's where Saturday. The auction ended. The guy won the, uh, the football Sunday. Brady retires Monday. Uh, hey, pay the man. Good luck on that. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, what is next year? Do a few more. And uh, what do we have? These are actual questions by actual listeners who have sent questions. If you want to send a question into a future edition of the mailbag every Tuesday in the morning, I post on the show, Facebook page, Ben Maller show, a link It'll change your life in amazing ways, unless it doesn't. But you can go in there and post a question right there, or you can privately email a question hour at gmail.com, hour at gmail.com. And I will possibly use your question on on a future edition uh, john in mckinney texas right i got
6: there, mail
8: yay
6: i got mail yay
8: baseball is back do you like the movies being made pre-spring or the moves being made pre-spring training do you have a favorite to win win a surprise for the playoffs that's a hard old baseball question john obviously i like the dodgers getting freddie freeman i love all the transactions it's been a lot of fun for those of us that do talk radio at night, uh, it's been wonderful every day. It's been really, I would say, the greatest two weeks back to back, belly to belly that we've had in a long time in sports radio with all the rampant speculation. And it's just been a chef's kiss, is what it's been. It's been uh, magnificent, magnificent. So, but. It, The team in the American League, I'm looking over at those Toronto Blue Jays. And that's a pretty good baseball team in Toronto. Yeah. And I'm looking at like a Dodger Blue Jay type thing. The Mets, the Mets are the only team in the National League I look at. I'm like, oh, holy crap, the Mets. But I have a feeling by the end of the year, Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer will be in the infirmary. So it'll be a much different look by then, as will Clayton Kershaw. He'll be hurt by the end of the year. But
4: Wait a second. In the American
8: League, you're not taking the Oakland A's? That's a fine team, the Oakland Athletics. I think they could win the Pacific Coast League. (laughs) But I'm pumped. There you go. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Who else do we have? Uh, Keep going here. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Jeff from Parts Unknown writes in says, will you ever see Dick in Dayton play live? Uh, I would love to see the Dixter perform live with the strummers of the Kettering Banjo Society. I, I don't know. Uh, we'll have to see what the future holds. I've been saying once this COVID stuff's completely gone, which I feel like it is for the most part, I want to get back to doing Malheur meet and greets. And at the very top of my list, I have Minnesota and Cincinnati. And if I come to Cincinnati for a weekend, I got to find a way either to get Dick and Dayton to come down and see me, or I got to go see him. So we're going to try to make that happen in the next couple of years. I, I already have a trip. Unfortunately, this year planned, going to eat a lot of my time off i I usually save it all for the end of the year but i I could do like a long weekend just like one day right that that would work danny i could take a a thursday into a friday off fly on a thursday do something on a friday come back on a saturday i could do something like that right that would work
4: now did he officially retire yes yes he retired at the end of last year so has that affected your show as there have been too much dick on your live show or not enough dick? So. <laughs> well,
8: uh, we're getting uh, dick blocked, as uh, we're doing, uh, cock blocked. But, uh, but, you know, no, Dick, uh, he did not call as much because it was part of his routine when he'd get up to go to work at Lowe's. We, he would start his day by calling our show. But now that he doesn't have to go to work, he's not there as often. He still checks in every so often. Right? He still checks in. We and-
6: love you. You're very special.
8: Yeah.
4: We tell him that, and then he still calls, and so that's good. So I have an old caller question for you. All right. Who is the old P1 who used to call from his truck in Arizona because he didn't want to wake his – he got in trouble.
8: Oh, by- yeah, Cliff the Weatherman. Yes. Cliff the, Cliff weatherman. the Weatherman. Man. Yes,
4: yes. What happened to Cliff.
8: Well, Cliff, uh, I think he had some some health problems, and he uh, just couldn't couldn't listen live. He every once in a while he'll send me an email. Okay, but it was the greatest thing. Cliff so wanted to be part of the show. I love Cliff the Weatherman. I hope he's still around. And Cliff, and he wanted to be part of the show, but the calls were kind of eh, you know they were like uh, C or D level calls. So what we did is we made him the weatherman. Yeah, and he would be Cliff the Weather, and this was a big deal. Like <laughs> Cliff studied the weather. <laughs> And he'd be out. He lived in Arizona. He still does, I think. But if he's still around, but he lived in Flagstaff, which is the northern part of Arizona. Not the people think of Arizona; they think of Phoenix and the the heart of the desert. But in Flagstaff, it, you know, it's the mountains. It gets cold. It's not. It's not like you think of, of Phoenix, and so he'd study the forecast, and he he'd call up from his truck. Sometimes he'd be on hold for a long time, and there'd be like werewolves walking around, and critters and creatures and all that, and. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Good caller. He turned into a good caller. He was a bit on the show. It was was a lot of fun. Some dedicated Uh, listeners. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And uh, let's see here, Paige, motherfucker John in Northern Colorado, he says, have you ever been a guest in someone else's house and had to sheepishly tell them you plugged up the toilet? Now, John, that's a great question. It's never happened. I'll tell you why. I do not shit in other people's houses. I am an anti-shitter in other people's houses. I don't do it. I don't do it because I'm worried about them running and not having the proper toilet paper. I'm worried about, as you referenced, John, stuffing up the toilet. So I want no part of that. So I will hold my bowels. Okay? Oh. I will. I will hold on to that bow. TMI. Until I go to a public restroom or my own restroom. I, I'm telling you, Danny. I do not want to be that guy. I don't want to be in there and I'm doing this and this is going on. It's like starting an engine on a, oh, on a
4: car. Do you know? You're doing it all wrong. Oh. All you have to do is multiple flushes. Okay.
8: And that multiple doesn't always work.
4: During the, during the movement.
8: Let me tell you something. I, I am traumatized when I was a kid. My parents, my mom and dad were out doing something. So I'm home alone with my bro, my younger brother. Oh, oh no. And I'm in the I'm in the upstairs bathroom, and I I dropped a deuce, right? Big old deuce, big Benny deuce, (laughs) and I flushed that toilet, (laughs) and it's it was clogged, but I didn't have the plunger, so I did what you advised, Danny. I flushed it again, and I flushed it again, and it was like the fourth, third or fourth flush. The water comes over the toilet, comes out of the toilet,
4: and now it's starting to run. Flush it while it's going on, not after you did the damage. Like, you know, halftime. You should have took a halftime.
8: What what I did, I was in a boxing posture, (laughs) and I said, I'm going to flush and the water. I figured the pressure of the water will push the poo down, and it didn't happen. So I ended up running out of my house as a child, to my neighbor's house in a panic because the entire bathroom floor was covered in, in shit water. And I was like, we got to turn the water off to the house. And my, my neighbor, uh, my neighbor, Sharon, may she rest in peace. She died a few years ago. She was very nice. She came over and she calmed me down and she figured out a way to stop the toilet from running. But to this day, I am still traumatized (laughs) by a clogged toilet. So I certainly do not go to other people's houses and clog the toilet. does not happen. So anyway. Uh, all right. That is it. We will put the baby to bed. Thank you all for your questions. I think uh, I don't know that we got to Ozzy Momentum. Unfortunately, he wanted Weed Man to come back to the show. He wants me to, to reach out to Weedman to get him back. That's not going to happen. Weed Man's moved on. We've moved on. He says Weed Man's lame jokes were the funniest of all time. You can reach out to him if you want Ozzy Momentum. He'll probably, here's the way this goes. I, I, cause I've had listeners over the years reach out to Weedman to get back on the show. Normally, this is how it goes. Hey, Weedman, you know, I'm a big fan. I loved you on the Maller Show. Oh, really? Yeah, it was great. And Weedman, send me money, is what he says. I'll come back on the show. Send me money. I'll come back on the show. Then you send him money, he won't come back on the show. That's usually how that go. So Anyway, but good luck. Maybe he'll, maybe for you, Ozzy, him, he'll, he'll come on the show. Have a great rest of your Sunday. We'll be back on the magic radio box. I will be tonight on the, on the radio show, 11 p.m. Sunday night in the West, 2 a.m. in the East on Monday morning, and we'll have all the NCAA stuff, the rest of the NFL moves. Baseball, baseball. It's a great time of the year, Danny G.
4: Yeah, have a toilet plunger near you. <laughs> we'll catch you then. <laughs> uh, later, skater. Got a murder, got to
6: go. When the kids turn unholy, Harrelson's own keeps my patience divine. Life can be chaotic, but Harrelson's own CBD helps keep you calm through any storm. We make every bottle of Harrelson's own from 100% organic CBD, hand harvested right from the farm. Our nano emulsified technology makes it so your body absorbs it immediately. So you start to feel it in seconds, not 60 minutes. It's actually one of the fastest acting CBDs on the market today. Some people take it for general well-being. For me, it just makes everything about my day a little better. It helps me relax. It helps me be there with my kids. Give your life a boost. So to sum it all up, you're going to feel the benefits quickly, love the way it feels, pay a fair price, and you're going to thank us for it. Give Harrelson's Own a try, from our family to yours. Go to harrelsoncbd.com to order yours now. harrelsoncbd.com